0: And podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn
2: app to start listening well it was a quiet day 4 in spring training today pitchers continued to throw their sides the full squad should get together on monday we talked with young starter david peterson and new reliever trevor may today peterson was very impressive with a 6 and 2 record and a 3.44 era last year Probably walked too many people, 24 in 50 innings, but he showed a lot of poise and seemed to be a sponge in soaking up information from both teammates and coaches during the year. A good listener, as they say. So what were the takeaways from the nine starts and the one relief appearance that Peterson had last year?
1: I think taking
0: um, kind of what I learned from the guys last year in terms of, Preparing for starts, the approach that I have, um, scouting the other teams, scouting the lineups, going over hitters with the catchers. Um, I mean, these are obviously guys I watched on TV, but being able to, to talk to guys that have faced them before and um, talk to catchers that had faced them in the past and um, really just trying to get my game plan for each start as, uh, as dialed in as I could. Um, obviously physically preparing for the starts, but more mentally, um, growing in that aspect in terms of my preparation and, and solidifying my routine um, to get ready for my next start.
2: When manager Luis Rojas talks about Peterson, you get the sense that he's talking about Jacob deGrom. Not the same stuff, mind you, but the same personality traits, driven, focused, humble, and quiet.
1: He told me that he worked really hard in the off season. I mean, there, there's some things, attacking the zone and blending his pitches, Sharpening his pitches. So, with his makeup, and and him and I talked about being humble and staying hungry, and how smart he is. Like those three virtues, we we talked specifically, and um, and it does those are, those are always gonna help him to keep drawing, and that's what he's doing now. Yes, competition is always gonna be there. That's just gonna get the best out of you. So we talked to him in the language of competing in the uh, for a spot in the rotation. We have a lot of st- a lot of starters as you guys know like um there's one that we just acquire so there's uh there's some debt so the competitions always got to be alive I mean here you know among them and against the other teams because that's what's going to bring out the best and you're going to exhaust everything that you you know work on during the offseason. season so that's been the language and that's his demeanor he's great about it and uh, can' can't wait to watch him compete out there
2: Trevor May we'll hear from in just a moment. I asked Rojas whether May could be his eighth inning setup man for Edwin Diaz, and as expected, Rojas deflected that and he wouldn't commit to it. It's interesting with Rojas because he looks at the bullpen more from a batting order perspective, say three, four, and five coming up in the lineup, than an innings perspective.
1: Yes, I mean this is a guy that profiles to to pitch in high leverage situations, if we could call it like that. And last third of the game type of guy, I can say eight or seven or ninth, but he, he'll be a guy that will definitely uh, stop any momentum that, you know, an opposing team can build. I mean, we're facing a lot of teams that uh, have powerful lineups um, and uh, you know, it can be that guy that comes against the meat of or the order and, and shut him down in any of those innings, you know, so those are, basically matchup decisions there and who's coming and, uh, you know, at that last third of the game, or even, I mean, we don't know. It might be a six inning that we, with more guys available, you know, but those conversations we'll have with them. And, uh, when we have that role kind of conversation at the end of camp or something like that,
2: there are probably a lot of adjectives to describe Trevor may amiable, talkative, also, uh, well, outspoken, I guess. And, uh, you know, I guess congenial, too. He's quite a character. He owns a a franchise in the fan-controlled football league called the Zappers. That's the league that Johnny Manziel is currently in where the fans can call the plays during the game. They've already had one game they lost, so he had another one tonight, as a matter of fact, and he was hoping for a win. But he talked about that today as well as how he views his role in the Mets bullpen.
0: I've been very, very fluid In my mindset there i feel like in this day and age it's really important um to widen the uh situations that you think you might be in um i know that that's a way that i'm used i know that strikeouts are a big part of my uh you know uh, my job um I'm, i'm usually called upon to go out and go get a guy without moving anyone on any base and I know that that situation might come earlier in games. I know that situation might be later in games. I know some guys need rest. I know that Hef is a big proponent of getting guys rest as much as possible and making sure that everyone is as fresh as possible day to day. And so that means some guys are just, they're not quote-unquote out, but they're probably not going to pitch in their normal role, and, and that would slot me in there. Um, and I know that that's probably going to be an element of it. Um, I, I would not be surprised if we've got some opportunities in the ninth uh, this year. I would not be surprised if we've got some opportunities in the fifth. Um, and, and that is, that's what I'm sticking with. And then as, uh, camp goes through and as we get into the season, I, it becomes pretty clear, um, specifically what you're trying to do last year. It was if two, three and four are coming up third time through the, through the lineup, there's a really good chance it's going to be you, Trevor. It's me and Tyler Clipper at met uh, We knew that. We talked to each other, and we knew how we matched up against teams. A lot of times we guessed right who it was going to be. So um, you figure that out as it goes. But that's what i am anticipating doing. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm one of those guys that just looks you in the eyes and say, give me the ball. Uh, let's get the job done. So um, if that manifests itself in a little bit different way than I'm thinking now, I'll adjust.
2: Believe it or not, there are some good things to having a shortened 60-game season last year. May probably won't throw in as many games as usual this spring, and there are other benefits as well. I don't
0: think that you know not having the biggest uh, throwing load last year. I don't think it's really gonna gonna affect me too much. And I think that honestly, if you're trying to silver linings it a little bit for getting four months off for the whole league, um, at least from a rest standpoint, just like working through stuff and just feeling fresh a lot of guys are going to feel pretty pretty dang fresh especially guys who didn't get to play as much last year who are kind of you know on the bubble or or young guys rookies they're going to get to play a whole season they got they got a lot of rest and they got to kind of save a year of their of their body taking some punishment so if you think about it that way i think there's going to be a lot of guys feeling really good coming into the spring and, and and feeling really strong going into the season which is really exciting because we got a lot of those young guys so um i you know I hope I hope that's the way it goes for, for a lot of
2: guys. May also is reunited with pitching coach Jeremy Hefner, who was on the Minnesota Twin Staff when May was over there, and they picked things up seamlessly in spring training on the other side of the state of Florida, now that they're together wearing the Mets uniform.
0: So great. We we faked uh, hunt from a distance at, 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 right at the gate. Um, but, yeah, we've already had conversations. I just sit out there throwing the pen, and I, I hit him with a uh, – I, I like to send some hitters at the end of my pen, especially in spring. Um, and, obviously, I'm picking, like, the guys, the big guys from our, from our division out the gate because they're guys I haven't faced much. So I just mm-hmm. turned and said, all right, Freddie Freeman, scouting report, go. And he hit me with how you pitch Freddie Freeman, and I, I I went out there and tried to simulate the at bat and how I what I know I faced him a couple times, but what I know about the type of hitter he is and how he can extend at bats and all this stuff, and tried to imagine like what he would be fouling off, what he would just lay off, what he would maybe go for, maybe not, and try to. Uh, obviously, I came out of the on top in the end because you got to have some confidence. But uh, that was the kind of relationship we have. Like if I if I hadn't known. Uh, you know, half beforehand, probably not something I would have done day one, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's a good exercise. And that's just kind of a testament to the, to the relationship we had already.
2: We'll close things out with a comment from the manager, Luis Rojas on J.D. Davis and what's in store for J.D. during camp.
1: He played well for, uh, for us. He held his own. And last year he came to do the same thing. And, uh, we ended up cheating him to third and we found out that some of the work that he's done for, um, to become faster in the outfield, cover more ground, get better reads, actually helped him to improve at third. And that's what he took into the offseason. That's that's what we expect him to bring uh, into uh, camp on Monday. And, um, you know, we're going to keep working with him. Gary D. has been monitoring everything that he's been doing in the offseason. Uh, they have a great connection. Um, I think with this work ethic, um, his baseball IQ, he can keep improving there. He's already shown it. And we want to keep his versatility high. Why not? There's always a great value where we can move guys around um, in a game or during the season to start and have a powerful lineup. But he'll be one of those guys at third base. Um, You know That's where we expect to see him the most during camp.
2: Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on Sunday, another edition of Mets Spring Training. I'm Ed Coleman.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.